to Constant Smiles. What's up, everybody, and welcome to this edition of the Constant Smiles podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Rich Constantine. I'm here with my co-host, Elijah Desmond, and we got a special guest for you tonight. Better not blink, because this one might be over fast. <laughs> How you doing, Elijah? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How are you? Good, good. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, we're going to go ahead and, and introduce our, our guests on the podcast. How you doing, buddy? Doing great, man. How you doing? Doing good, doing good. Thanks for, for coming on to the show. Uh, you know, Devin speaks extremely highly of you. I got a chance to, to, go, to go through some of your videos uh, online and very motivational uh, videos. I think you were in the gym, uh, you know, give, giving people some words of advice. Absolutely love that. That's my speed, 100%. Uh, so I, I love that uh, about you. And, uh, you know, Rich, I think that, that there's another song that he, he comes on to. I gave the, was that the old school or was that the new school? That was old school. That was old school. Took my fire, man. I took his fire. Well, you get to take my fire now. <laughs> All right, man. What's, what's, your, what's your favorite song going on right now? Who's your favorite artist? Jacquees, baby, Jacquees. We're talking to the fastest rugby player in the world here, and he doesn't mess around with like some cream puffs on the on the rugby on the rugby stage. I had this guy that when I played college football, he his locker was next to me in the locker room. His name was Lamar Martin, yeah. and one day I asked him before the game what he was listening to, and he played some like like some Jodeci or something. It's kind of kind of like that music. And I was like, Lamar, how do you get hyped for the game? Listen to that. <laughs> and Lamar was like 285. He's D lineman. He was like, Constantine, let me tell you, that song, it made me feel sexy. When I feel sexy, I can do anything. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Bro, people ask me the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Carlin, man, uh, you got quite the reputation. Uh, I, I I like dove in hard. I I knew I knew of you before we had the opportunity to get in touch with you to have you on, but I dove deep into your highlight videos and not not only your your on the field highlight videos, but your training videos as well. Um, I'm just I'm super super duper impressed uh, with with everything that you've been able to accomplish. And you just you just leave people behind. It's just it's crazy. Um, have you have you ever you know with your experiences and your world travels and everything? I know I'm jumping the gun here, Elijah, but I, I gotta know because I'm I'm starting to get into this. Have you ever uh, gone up against the All Blacks? Oh yeah, plenty of times. Plenty of times. Yeah. Is uh what's that what's that like the atmosphere when they go into the the haka right at the beginning of the game? So for them, like our 15 squad, they'll do it before the game. So in sevens, which I play, they do it if they win. But, you know, sometimes you sit there like, like if we are like we've been in the finals with them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, everybody's in the stands and, you know, because they win, you know, everybody's watching and they're doing that, you know, doing a hockey. Um, but it's crazy. It's surreal. It's surreal. It's, um, it's a different vibe, man. But it's, are, they, are they as, are they as, um, you know, they're kind of legendary as a team. Are they everything that they're built up 
to be or is this just like playing somebody else? No, nah, um, because, you know, they, they take pride and every team take pride in winning their jersey, but they really take it um, to heart. So for them, like anybody facing them, you're going to have to bring your A game. So <laughs> they got some talent on their team. <laughs> That's great. That's great. So you've, you've had all these successes in your career, what do you think has been like your number one challenge? Like of all the things that you've had put in front of you, you know, I know it, it hasn't been easy, but like what has been your number one challenge you've had to, had to overcome your entire career so far? I'm keeping your dream alive, you know, and it could be a long time before you see anything happen. You go through, you know, you know your ups and downs. A lot of things may come into play where it try to drift you from your past, from your path. Um, but, you know, keeping your dream alive and keeping the objective before any emotional or anything, emotional issue or anything that's outside of um, the objective, keeping the objective right where it needs to be and walking on that path, regardless of any external things, probably the hardest thing. But it wasn't, it's it's not, it's hard if you, if you don't stay true um, to you, if you don't, because the thing is, there's so many things that can make you feel like it's never going to happen, but you know, this is where you're supposed to be. You know, it can happen, but the outside looking in, there's no way. So, but to see a picture, um, without it being alive yet, but putting in the steps to make it come true, it's hard because there's so many things that can to dimmer it. Right. So what, what was that dream for you that essentially you, you would have been easily, able to say, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw the towel in because it's not going to happen. What was that dream that eventually, eventually you felt like, yeah, I got it, and I, I could have given up? What was that dream that you feel like you got? Like, what was that aha, like, I finally got it, I'm so happy I didn't give up? Um, I think for me, just being an Olympian, one, um, I think for me, like, you know, I wanted to be, a, you know, running Olympics, you know, track and NFL, I was able to do both, and I still do track and field on the side. So I'm trying to do track and field um, in 2020, 2021, along with rugby. I'm already going for rugby, so I'm trying to do two sports. But even when it came to track and field, track and field, I wanted to run professionally. And I'm just like, man, it wasn't going to happen. I'm back home. I'm training in the snow. I'm driving here, driving here, just trying to make it. And boom, I eventually did. And then like three months later, I'm running on ESPN. You know, but I, I, I knew where I was supposed to be regardless of anything else. And I kept working hard and, and I kept my eye on the, on the prize and I just kept working. Wow. That's crazy. You, you, you're speaking to my heart because I actually like, I know we talked a little bit about my story about how I didn't make it, but that was my dream, right? Was is to make it to the Olympics. Mine is a little bit different story because mine was for wrestling. Actually, I was really good in football, but I was a wrestler. Um, you know, I, I went from, diapers to a singlet and my dad took me to all of the uh, wrestling tournaments out of state when it was off season and you know that was that was my thing and uh, that was my dream to make it to the olympics and i haven't heard that even that word olympics in a long time and so as soon as you said that it hit, hit that brain that brain nerve right in the, in the right spot and so man kudos to you for 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 getting there and, and not giving up on your dream and uh, there's a lot of people that, that wish they could be in your shoes. So that's, that's awesome. Any advice that, that you would give to somebody who wants to be in your shoes, the younger kids, um, that you could give to them? I would say that, you know, one thing you got to do is you never become what you're not being on a day-to-day -day basis. 
And then also you have to understand, you know, how to keep the objective, but also there may be different paths for you to get there. You know, also you have to be willing enough to understand, is this for, is this my dream? Or maybe God has something else for me that's better, you know? And for me, a lot of people stick into, okay, I'm going to play football, I'm going to do track, or I'm going to do baseball, or whatever it may be, and that's, that's it. But what they feel to realize is they say, okay, I want to make it. So if I want to be an Olympian or I want to be whatever it is, maybe it's it's your path may be altered, but you can still have the same outcome that you want. And it may be even better than what you think. So even when I switched to rugby, um, it's not what I wanted. I never thought I'd play rugby my whole entire life, ever. Um, but when I saw it was going to be in the Olympics, and I was like, okay, I'm still able to use my gift. And my main thing was able to use my gift because I love to express myself. I love to run fast, and I was able to do that through rugby. So the main thing was if I stuck to only what I wanted, which was just track or just football, I would have never got to be an Olympian. So to me, it's, I had to be real, and you got to be real with yourself. A lot of people aren't real with themselves. And at the time of point, I was real with myself. And I was just like, you know what? I can still do what I want. And I was, but do it in a different sport. So. Right. Wow. Did it take you any, did it take you any time to, you know, come to terms with that? Because I think a lot of us, um, even though we try to be true to ourselves, if something doesn't work out, like we put all this hard work into something and we, we visualize and foresee it playing out in a certain way. But then when it doesn't, we look at that as a failure. And sometimes it's hard to take away from those things that don't work out and spin them into something positive. Was it, was it an immediate thing for you or did you really have to work on it to, you know, because some people that they, they go into something, even if they're using their talent, they go into something that just kind of happens. They, they almost feel like they're, you know, an imposter or like they, they don't really deserve that because they were working so hard to be something something else does it take a while for you to wrap your head around hey it's not the nfl it's rugby but it's a great opportunity did it did it take you a while to accept that no heck no that's good man <laughs> no, because i i found i found it off the cuff and i was on a, on the internet studying you know biomechanics of other runners i love watching other runners and i'm two weeks out from going to the olympic trials and i saw rugby and then i'm just like okay I've been only running professionally at this level for about a year, year and a half. My best bet would have been 2016. So I'm sitting there, and I'm just like, whoa. I love it. It was sevens. It was a lot of running, fast pace. I said, well, what if became the world's fastest rugby player? What if I got sponsored by Nike? What if I made the Olympics? What if I was able to inspire so many people around the world and show them that you could do anything you put your mind to? And so I sat there, and I had this vision. So... I got on the internet, who to Google, Nigel Melville. I, I emailed him. He emailed me back the next minute, the next day. I prayed about it four days later. I packed all my stuff and I moved to Aspen, Colorado. And I probably had like $500 in my name. $250 I drove up to Aspen, Colorado. I was sleeping on couches, eating peanut butter and jelly. And I put all my eggs in one basket. And I said, if this don't work out, I'm screwed. <laughs> I worked my tail off. I got invited to a USA development tour in Canada. Now, all these players have been playing majority all their life. I've only been playing for one month. The next day, I got a contract. Boom. Three months, I became the world's fastest rugby player, made my tour. 2016, I made the Olympics. And I told the people before I left that my track group, training group, I said, I'll see you in 2016 Olympics. 2016 Olympics go around, I see those people. I painted my picture. See, I knew 
I saw past what the eye can see, what the eye could see. And I was gonna make people see what I saw. So man. That's so, amazing, man. Yeah, I just, I just knew. That's so inspiring. How how did you how why like how rugby? Like who introduced you to rugby? I just saw it. I didn't <laughs> like I've somebody mentioned something in high school and I'm like, what is that? As soon as they said tackling with no pads, I said, no, thank you. <laughs> I say hell no. I said my mom would pay too much money to, to get my teeth done. Yo, I, I start watching it and I'm like, yo, this is dope. And I'm like, yo, this is this gonna be it for me. Like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna make history. And I was just like, I'm the next person anyways. So, effort, let's do it. That is hilarious. Do they do they have rugby at Jackson or no? Um, I think I think they did, but I didn't pay attention to it. I didn't know. I was just playing football on track. Right. Like <laughs> rugby, like no. I even I'm like, what is this sport? I've never seen it in my life. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is hilarious. I got one more one more quick side question uh on the rugby. Uh, a lot of your breakaway runs, what's the difference between when you just set it down after you cross the line or if, if you take it across the line and then go between the, the goalposts and put it down? Yeah, so wherever you set the ball at is where they kick it from. So the wider it is, uh-huh. the harder the kick is. So they got to kick out from wide. If I set it underneath the goalpost, then they just kick it straight ahead. So it's, it's an easier kick. Okay. So for, yeah. for, Kick for your team? For your yeah, team. yeah, for my okay. team. So in our, and it's two points. Okay, cool. Cool. Good to know. <laughs> Wow. So, so tell us, what do you, what are you doing in your career outside of your athletic career? Are you doing any other ventures, you know, now that you have the ability, you've built up your name, you've, you've, you know, you're doing well, what are you doing outside of rugby? So, um, outside of rugby, um, let's see. I'm a, I'm a one, I'm a, I'm a deep, I'm a deep person. So growth is important to me. So I try to do that every day. Um, I invested into uh, a restaurant um, called Blue Water. Um, it's in an OB, uh, very very popular. So I, I've done that. Um, just trying to make business smart business moves, um, like like yourself. So you know I'm out here searching, trying to see what else I get my hands into. You know, um, so just just finding more about myself in general and just growth in in, in, in general. I, and also I do life coach. My life coach as well, so I'm done. I, I do that, and man, I'm just I'm just a person that's big on growth and just trying to get a step ahead. Um, before even if I'm done with rugby, whenever I'm done, that I already have moves that's made. So I try to be two steps ahead of everything. But yeah. outside of uh, you know the stuff that uh, a professional athlete knows is important, like eating right and exercising, what types of things have you done over the years that you've developed to? you know, condition your mind and the mental side of things um, on a daily basis? Condition my mind on a, like what, and what, what you mean? Uh, do you do any type of visualization, journaling, meditation, or anything like that? So one thing I do, you know, I'll journal. Um, but most of the time I'm, I'm one per, I'm, I'm always thinking like I'm a such a deep person. So like any situation or anything that I encounter with, um, it's an ability for me to learn, you know, even when it comes to training, when, you know, training is hard. One thing about the mind, it's lazy. So, you know, people don't understand that. So I understand the conscious and the subconscious mind. 
You know, I understand people's behaviors. I understand, okay, when I'm in a situation, you know, how I react or, you know, what I communicate to myself is, is, is very important. People don't realize that because you can communicate to yourself sub- subconsciously and then once something happened, you've already predetermined what you're going to do before you even did it, but you weren't aware of it. You know what I'm saying? And the little voice, even that come into your mind where you're tired, you don't feel like doing this or doing that. Um, you have to understand that, you know, you can't rely on on emotions and feelings because they fickle. They're not credible, you know, and that's why I always keep the objective over any type of issue. Now, for me, every day is a chance for me to work on my mental side and to be able to do regardless of how I feel. That's why actions are very important. Even when it comes to love, you love regardless of how you feel. Because not every day you're going to feel like loving that person, but you do regardless of how you feel because love is an action. Just like work. If you go to work, when you feel like going to work, you'll never be great. You know? But we're so emotionally emotionally led that we forget to keep the objective and the action over anything. Because eventually, the feelings will come. You know? So for me, like, I work out and I wake up early. I do the things that I don't want to do and most people don't want to do, but I make it a habit. You know, I, I, I instill great values and great habits on a day-to-day basis because eventually they'll get easier. So for me, you know, you know I'll go to Sunset Cliffs and, and I'll think about, you know, and visualize, you know, life um, on and off the field, just, on, just in everything in general. You know, I try to see things from different perspectives. I try to not be restricted. A lot of people are restricted in how they feel, how they think, and how they act because you think, as kids, when kids are when kids are little, what do they do? They're curious about everything, so they grow. As adults, we we get encountered with certain situations, or this hurt me, or I failed at this, and now you start to, to, to build these coping mechanisms. Now you start to be restricted. Now you restrict restricted because you made that shot and it didn't go in. So you know people clowned you, the media clowned you. You know you you went to go do this and, and you failed at it. It didn't work out. So now you're scared and timid whenever you feel something that you want to do that you don't want to, but you remember last time of what you did. But what you also have to understand is the subconscious mind tries to protect you. But also you got to understand that your conscious mind is trying to get you to go forward too. So the thing is, one side of you want to go forward and the other side is running from something. But you got to learn how to bridge the gap between the two. Mm-hmm. You know? So this, and this has evolved everything in life. Relationships, sporting, whatever it is, it all it all comes at one, but we have to learn how to apply that in every single thing that we do because it's very, very important. And if you're restricted, you'll stop growing. You, you restrict because you think you know. But X does not always mean Y. And sometimes we think we think that, but it's not. You have to also ask, what else does this mean? Also, we got to understand feelings. You know, when feelings are nervous, what does it mean? Some of us dwell on emotions and not get the emotional message. There's a message in everything how you feel. So how what you communicate to yourself is how you're going to feel and how you feel is what you're going to do. So the more you know and all that, the better you'll be. The better you'll be able to see and live and, and navigate through life. And it's very, very important. Very important. Absolutely. That's deep. You can, I'm going to go ahead and drop my mic for you. Dude. <laughs> I was about to say, and the church said, <laughs> right, right. So, uh, Carlin, you had mentioned you said you do. I said, what do you do outside of, of of sports? And you said you do some life coaching, and that's completely obvious. You got it together. You, you know, you you've been through it, obviously. 
you, you've got past it. You have experience here. Something I, I like uh, about what, what, what you're saying, it sounds like, you know, you can say in my experience, this is, this is what I've done. Right. And this is how I've overcome. And, and it sounds like you have a lot of experience that you're sharing. It sounds like you didn't necessarily go and get, get, get that schooling for that. It sounds like you just been due to experience, correct? No. So let me go ahead. So, so one thing about me, I try to, I try to see before stuff happens. You know, a lot of people learn through, through the storm. Sometimes I don't want to, you don't have to learn to do, you don't have to do wrong to do right. Right. Sometimes I like, I even, even in the mix of things, I try to see things before, because if something happens, I'm like, okay, I got the wisdom. I got the knowledge to see. So now I'm not going to do that. Right. I'm not going to operate like that because I know the consequences of it. So have you, the, the life coaching that you're talking about, are you doing this, this with your friends, with your peers, with your boys, or have you monetized this to where you're actually going out and you're coaching people on how to, how to make their life more fulfilling? Is this something that you're doing? Is this a thing yet? Um, it's a, I do it with random people, but I haven't, like, I got to do, I got to get on it because I haven't got on it. Okay. <laughs> because yeah. I, I can I got I got to I, I feel like and a lot of people tell me cuz I get in random conversations with people and I got a gift and I got a gift of you know I can I can I can touch them but I can get them to change or see what they don't see that's already inside of them so give them a different perspective but I, my thing is I want you to see everything but I got I got to um market myself better and, and get on it because I love deep conversations though and I, and I can help people see things that they're not even seeing on a subconscious and conscious level, subconscious and conscious level. That's great. When you, when you can see, because a lot of things you can see black and white, you see it this way, and you add some, something to it, and you'd be like, oh, my God, and to see it, it has so much color and so much, so much feelings and so much blah, blah, blah. And it's like, dang, it's like that. And it's, it's an amazing when you can get them to see it. And we're able right. to see it. Right. Absolutely. So listen, what do you do? Like whenever I get stressed out, when there's a lot on my plate, when I get stressed out, like one thing specifically does it for me and it's music. Yeah. Music does it for me. Like that will take me to a, a better place yeah. for you. Like when, when you're really stressed out, when you got a lot on your place, that deep feeling in your chest, like a man, the whole weight of the world is on your shoulders. What do you do? What do you do for yourself when you get all stressed out? So I got a couple outlets. One, I may go to the track, and I just, I just, I just run, and I, and I think, and I maybe walk or jog or do something, or sprint, and um, I do that. And I okay. So, I think for me, I, I do track. Like I go to the track, and I just, but like for me, that's always been my outlet. Even when it comes to rugby, I do two sports, but. I like doing the, the track because it takes me, it gives me, it gives me a different outlet. So I like, and I like music too. So I sit there and I and I listen to some R and B and I and I think and I soak and and whatnot, and it just put me in a different mood. But for me, I think like the track, I do the track stuff. Okay. Okay. Got it. Got it. Um, Rich, you got you got anything else? Am I gonna pop into these dental questions? This this last dental question. Uh, I, I'll take the dental question. Uh, um, so, Carlin, you do a lot of traveling with with rugby and with your with your track and field and training. Um, 
So a lot of times I'm sure you got to pack light. If you had one dental item that you could take and you can't take more than one. So if your options were a toothbrush, toothpaste, dental floss, or like a water flosser and mouthwash, what would you pack? You only, you can only pick one. I'm packing a toothbrush. Toothbrush. <laughs> All right. That's fair enough. <laughs> Do you have an electric toothbrush or just a regular toothbrush? Uh, both. Both? Okay. <laughs> I, I think that was the first person that ever said a toothbrush. Was it, Rich? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I'll be honest, that would be mine too. It would be the, it's just something about a toothbrush, you know. <laughs> we have one person say floss but i think most people say toothpaste because they figure they can just use their finger i think so <laughs> yeah <laughs> awesome good good so so now we're at the point uh you know in an interview where we always ask our guests uh to to go ahead and call out shout out two other people that you feel that our guests would be able to gain a lot of value from hearing on here. People that people look up to that are known in the, in the world, whether it's athletics or as business or any career uh, in any capacity, give two people that you feel would be perfect uh, to give their message, kind of like you shared your message today. I would say my boy, Will Clay, and my boy, Brandon Marshall. All right. Can you tell Great. us a little bit about each of them? What do they do? So Will Clay, he's a... Uh, He's an Olympian, um, a gold and silver medalist, uh, long jumper. Also, uh, a musician as well. He raps, so um, very, very popular. Like this, like you, you gotta check him out. Will Clay, dog. Um, w i l l space c l a y e. Will Clay, like he's one of uh, he's a Red Bull athlete as well, and Puma, and then Brandon Marshall. You know, he was a um, wide receiver in the NFL. Um, and he, he yeah he got some he got some knowledge too so I talked to him quite a bit so cool awesome good good stuff good stuff well it was it was great to to hear from you and our guests are gonna get so much uh, out of all of the knowledge that you dropped I wouldn't be surprised if your inbox got blown up from life coaching opportunities <laughs> after this and uh, <laughs> right yeah and it, it's, it's it's been good to, to hear. Uh, you know, hear from somebody from, from my hometown and good to see people make it out of, out of Stark County and, and doing great things. And, uh, you know, it's good to hear your mind really is. Thank you, thank you too, my man. Really appreciate it, Carlin. Thanks for spending the time with us. Uh, we really got a lot out of that. Um, to our viewers, thanks for joining us. Uh, if you haven't yet, please subscribe. And as always, remember, just keep smiling. Smile, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to Constant Smiles.